0: As I mentioned before, we have the privilege this morning of hearing from our Thailand team. It really is a wonderful joy to be able to send people out to different corners of the globe, different corners of our city and our nation, and it's even more wonderful when they come back again. We can receive them back with joy and celebrate all that the Lord's done in them and through them during the time. And uh, I just wanted to publicly mention that I thought Dave and Laura did a wonderful job of leading this team. They, it was their first ever effort at leading a missions trip. And they, w- we can thank them, I'm sure we can do slightly better than the, the silence. But it was um, it was a good trip. There were some challenges, as as always. And in fact, we got a call early one morning saying, can you pray? And as soon as we got the message, my wife... I think it was it was not the middle of the night it was about five o'clock in the morning she said I bet it's the Thailand team because she'd been up all night and the Lord had put on her heart to really pray for the team and there is a sense that when we send people we're very much with them we're engaged with what they're doing it's both a privilege and a responsibility to uphold them in prayer and then when they come back to receive what they have to say and to be encouraged by all that the Lord has done in and through them during their time and Lord heal kit In Jesus name there was a bit of illness I think is it still remnants of Thailand illness so can we welcome whoever is coming up first there's a few who shared at the early service Dave welcome Dave can I pray for you and then we'll give you the mic and let you loose so Lord we just thank you for this time this morning that we have to receive back and to celebrate not only our Thailand team but all that they were able to accomplish the things that you did in them and the things that you did through them and I just pray for Dave and the others as they share may they know the anointing and enabling presence of your Holy Spirit and would you give us receiving hearts not just to hear the stories of uh, all that has occurred during this trip but listening ears to hear what it is your spirit might be saying to each one of us this morning, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Cool. Thank you, Andy. Uh, good morning, my name's David Lamerton. For those who I, I haven't met, um, I think that God can really use your soul on a, on a mission trip. In fact, he can use both your left and right soul. As you'll see here, this is the number of steps that we did over, or I did, over the course of the of the two weeks. So if you need to burn a bit of uh, post-winter fat, I'd suggest you go over on Thailand. 30 degrees plus, that'll do the trick, except not in my case. Next slide, please. So I'm just going to quickly go over and give the, the bones of the trip, and then I'll let the, the group come in with all, the, uh, with all the stories and emotions and things. So this is our group. Uh, from the left, we have Hayley Blake, who can't be with us this morning, Laura, uh, Sophie, uh, Hannah... Um, Alyssa, Kit, Daniel and myself and uh, six of us are speaking this morning but the two youngest can't make it unfortunately. So in a in a very uh, condensed version of events we went over to Thailand uh, amidst really a bit of turmoil back here in Australia in that the Cronulla Sharks had won the premiership. So in protest I immediately left the country and went over for mostly bridge works so they're the, the organization that we support as a church and we mostly just hung out and, and loved these these uh, young teenagers as much as we could over the 10 days we had with them and then we went up into the mountains to run a conference which i'll show you about in a moment but being an obligatory uh, th- uh, thailand trip here's some funnies of some things that we saw along the way including a bin in a toilet uh, shaved uh, dried mango with added chili for some reason and some live eels at the market, if that's what your thing is. Next slide, please, right? Uh, And then during the conference itself, I just had to put this picture in, but when we were playing with the kids, we were given this building to, you know, just go and keep them entertained. And if we uh, zoom in a little bit, you can see that this was, in fact, a building site. So, being Thailand, of course, you just get to play with the kids in a building site with tiles everywhere, exposed walls, exposed roofs, and half-finished bathrooms. That's Thailand, so that's what we had to deal with. And windows that wouldn't open, I might add. Uh, next slide, please, mate. And finally, uh, if, you're, if that's your thing, that's chicken foot soup. Mmm, delicious. Next slide, please, mate. So I'll quickly address the Changdao Conference. We went up into the mountains of Changdao, which is a very picturesque area if you ever get the chance to go, to host the, the 170 young people from the regions. So it was just an amazing privilege to be able to get up there and speak to such a number of kids who have come from such broken families and broken backgrounds they were just delightful from the start they were incredible and it was as if they were just normal kids from australia in fact they were much happier which was really took us by surprise but as a just quickly as a church i think we could it could be something we look into because this conference was run unbelievably well montree and super who we also uh, sponsor as a church ran it and that's super's brother eek uh, sorry who who ran it and his enthusiasm in english was just brilliant so it's a great conference and we, we basically rocked up with our sermons read uh, written and that was it. The rest was done. It was fantastically run. Uh, and just one final little anecdote. On the right there is the food. So we were quite worried as our group had some interesting dietary requirements. I think Sophie and I were the only ones that could eat everything basically. Uh, but they they did the food to our very specific tastes and requirements before the all the other kids, before cooking for 170 children. So it was just incredible the way that they they ran that, which was really, really touching that they'd go to so much effort for us. Next slide, please. Wait. And, yeah, so here we th- – this is the, the banner that they had, and uh, they'd really gone to a lot of effort for us, and it was really, really nice of them. Next one, please, Mike. Uh, just a quick anecdote about myself and my journey. So throughout 2016, I started to feel the, p- the real presence of the Holy Spirit when I'm praying and during communion even just before in that I feel electric shocks and my, bu- my muscles tensing a lot. And when I was praying for every one of these kids, this, his name is David as well, I feel this th- going through me to the point where I couldn't even talk at some point. So for me personally in my my journey, it was it was a really... It was a really big step up, and uh, I really uh, was was so excited about it because i 'd never felt these uh, these electric shocks through my body before and as soon as as soon as the minister prayed on the first morning, I, I felt these shocks, and I just knew that the, the Lord was watching over this this conference. Next slide, please wait. I'll c- quickly run through, we're, when we were there, the group will address it, but we built two water purifiers for some of these very destitute family uh, homes, I should say. So on the right, you can see that I did get my hands dirty. <laughs> and I wasn't the uh, the foreman just watering people around. And there I am almost taking one of the kids out with a circular saw. Next slide, please, mate. And this was the this was the fruits of our labour. So on the left is what the really poor home, and there's 30 to 40 kids in that ute that's the way that they get around and once we could install the water purifier we let them paint it which was really cute next slide please um, just to quickly address the finances so this is what you as a church raised for us so $6,520.20 to be precise and we have just so blown away with the, the generosity by some people in this in well, everybody but it's specifically a few people that really gave in some cases over a thousand dollars and that that's a list of what we what we did and what we could achieve with that sort of money. So a lot of water purifying materials, but paying for one boy's three day tr- uh, hospital trip, for example, the bananas, three hundred and twenty bahts, only about twelve dollars. But the way that we could bless those kids who were so excited to get fed was just amazing. Uh, and that's just yes, as you can see, your money goes a long way over there. Next slide, please. I, uh, I'll I'll skip forward. I, I don't have time. And just to finish off, this is the way that Dominic views children. We gave him my camera to just take a few photos of the children whilst we were playing with them. And this is what he did. He just took a photo of each individual child because that's where his heart is. He doesn't look at them as a group. He looks at them individually and as individual people with individual issues and individual hearts. And that's where his heart is. So I think that says a lot about Dominic. And if you ever wonder about the the ministry over there, that's Dominic he could he could you know rustle up a, a, a basic radar system from bits of pieces from his workshop but at the other end of the spectrum this is his heart as well so I'll now pass over to Laura and thank you very much for listening
2: I just want to begin by saying, um, wow, what an incredible like trip this has been. Really meaningful, really eye-opening and really rewarding. Um, before I start sharing about the trip, though, I just want to um, pause and sincerely thank our church leaders and board members for their approval um, and blessing to lead this trip. We really appreciate your support and encouragement. And we would also like to thank every person that came on this trip for your hard work for your friendship, for your humor that we really needed, um, for persistence at times when energy levels were low and humidity levels were really high. Um, (laughs) Just to give you a little background, this trip has been quite significant for Dave and I. It related to a number of prophetic words we have received over several years, dating back to 2010. Um, We had words about going to work with orphans in Asia and teach English. And in 2014, we even received a word about going to Thailand specifically. Um, So take note, I think when you receive five prophetic words relating to the same thing, God is definitely trying to indicate something there. Um, There were also others in the team that received prophetic words about them attending this specific mission trip to Thailand, which is very encouraging. And in April this year, when I was praying about the upcoming trip, I felt God prompt me to look up Mark 6, verse 7, which I'll just read. Um, It says, Jesus called his 12 apostles together, he sent them out in groups of two, and gave them power over evil spirits. I feel like this verse has been quite significant for our trip in a number of ways. Um, The first aspect is that the team actually signed up in groups of two. Um, So like Kit and Daniel, Hayley and Sophie, like they actually signed up um, within like a day of each other um, each time um, until we got to eight, um, which I think is really significant. And the other part of the verse about having power over evil spirits was very relevant to this trip. Uh, We were involved in experiences of deliverance and spiritual warfare and taking authority. And one of our team members was able to see in the spirit at significant times during the trip that God had assigned his angels to protect us and they were visible in the room um, to him. And Hannah and I also felt strongly led to share talks at the youth conference that we ran in, in Changdao about spiritual warfare. So involving resisting, overcoming, and defeating the enemy's lies that come in the form of deception and accusation. Um, and I also just want to pause here for a moment to thank um, all of you here um, that were praying for us while we were away. It meant so much to us, and the team was well aware throughout the trip that God's hand was upon us, guiding us and keeping us safe. And there were many um, divine appointments and answers to prayer, and I'm sure you'll hear about them through our talks today. So onto the trip itself. I just have a couple of stories that I want to share with you all. Um, as part of the trip, we were asked to run a youth conference in Changdao for 100 at-risk youth. And prior to leaving Australia, we thought it might be nice just to buy a little gift for every child that was coming, just something small. Um, so we bought 120 like Australian animal pencils, just so that each um, person at the conference just could have something. Um, But when we arrived at the conference, we were told that word had spread really fast about the conference. I guess they were really excited. They're also going to get fed three meals a day, which is quite rare for them, Um, and it was all going to be free. And so we ended up having 170 children and young people registered to attend, um, which was great, but also like, oh, we bought these pencils and we don't have enough. Um, But I I prayed... um, while we were over there just that God would multiply the pencils um, even though it's not that significant um, but basically I was praying and and nothing you know was really happening but uh, throughout the conference we knew we were going to give them out on the last day um, but I also just was really conscious like of feeling a little bit bad that some kids might miss out and these kids have rejection issues and I really didn't want that to happen um, and uh, we just weren't going to give them out if that was the case. But it came to the last day of the conference, and we were to give out the pencils and... Um, we arrived there on the day and we were actually told at the very start of the day that 60 young people had to pack up and leave the conference early that morning to go to a Thanksgiving service. So thank you, Lord. He ended up answering my prayer in a different way and we ended up having just the right amount of pencils for the young people still at the conference. And I know it's it's really small, but it was really significant for me, you know, that that had happened um, and that God is a God of detail. And another story I'd like to share with you is about a young lady named Marley not her real name i want to protect her privacy here but she attended our youth conference in chengdao and it was definitely a divine appointment that she did um, as a child uh, quite a young child she's still a child she's only 12. Um, she lived at a children's home that raylene and dominic fetchner closely supported and she then disappeared off the radar for some time as she was sent home by one of the house parents back to the care of her biological mother um, this is not a good thing for her because Raylene and Dominic were unable to find her again and they didn't realize that this had happened and they were quite concerned for her welfare. Um, Her mother is a prostitute, sells and uses drugs. And Marley ended up at our youth conference in Changdao. She hadn't been seen for quite a while. She was able to be connected to Dominic and Raylene again through that and she has now actually moved in with them. Um, She's the youngest person living with them. Um, but they feel that because of the tough years she's experienced in her absence, um, including being used as a drug mule and many other atrocities, basically she was just used as property. Um, and I won't share in detail in this forum what happened to her, but her reconnection with Raylene and Dominic is life-changing for Marley. So it's a really significant thing that happened. And there were also lots of moments for us as a team and for me personally, where we were quite stretched. Uh, We had to step out of our comfort zone and the girls will particularly relate to this. (laughs) Um, We had to allow God to use us in new ways. So we had people in the team preaching for their very first time at the conference. That includes me too. Um, People praying for the first time for other people during ministry time at the conference. People um, stepping out in their prophetic words. And we also had Hayley in the team who... Um, has been learning the guitar um, but she played the guitar and led us in worship even though it was her very first time playing the guitar in a public setting um, which is really exciting and I could go on with heaps more examples but I won't Um, but I think it's also like Andy was saying last week during his sermon uh, when he admitted that he doesn't know what he's doing even though he's taken on this new responsibility as senior pastor but he's willing to be used by God and allow God to guide him and I think that's what matters most I think that applies to all of us. We don't have to be particularly experienced or talented. um, But if God is is willing to, you know, but God is willing to use us if we step out. And I can personally testify to that. I was quite nervous about preaching at the conference. It was going to be my first time. And I thought and thought for weeks about what I was going to preach on and nothing was really coming to me that stood out. Um, But as soon as I actually sat down and went, okay, I've just got to have to write it, it all just became really clear to me about what I needed to write about. The message came together easily. And I was actually even excited about sharing it at the conference and couldn't wait for that moment to come. And I felt fully prepared for it and knew that I was speaking from the heart. And I delivered my talk at the conference and felt it went quite smoothly. And the young people responded well to it. They came up in the altar call and it was good. Um, However, God wasn't finished stretching me in this area Um, One of our team members became unwell and was unable to deliver her message on the last day of the conference. So she asked me to speak for her, um, which was a little bit stretching. This time I was going to be speaking without the weeks of preparation and thinking and praying about the message to share and without the detailed notes, which I really like. Um, And it was definitely out of my comfort zone. But God helped me through it though and again showed me that relying on his strength, I can do all things. And I firmly believe that too. And we just need to put ourselves out there and take that first step. And I believe that God will always meet us when we do that. So I just want to thank you for listening today. And I hope you're encouraged by what we share today. And I'll just pass on to our next team member, Sophie, now. Thank you.
3: Hi everyone. So I will be talking more in detail about the conference. I know Dave and Laura have both already discussed it, um, but just a couple of stories I think from the conference. Um, So we ended up having about 170 youth kids um, from all different villages and mountain tribes around um, the Chengdao and Chiang Rai area. And every single one of them was just completely on fire for God and so passionate which for all of us I think was really encouraging because well for me in particular I was I felt like before the trip I was sort of starting to get a bit like dry in my faith and like I kind of was struggling a little bit so for me that was um, like God really helped me with that he um, has given me a new passion for him uh, from the trip so I was really encouraged to see these 170 young kids who as Laura already said came from basically nothing and had nothing in their life just worship God for everything and thank them thank him just for being alive and for me that was like I'm so selfish at home because like I'm I'm not like that in my faith quite often um so it was a two two and a half day conference um the final 3 days of our trip so we definitely as Laura said needed to rely on God for the strength to keep going because by this stage we had experienced a lot of things good and bad, um, and, yeah, it was about 35 degrees and, like, 90% humidity every single day, so we were just, like, drained of all that energy. Um, so, yeah, so we, um, yeah, didn't really do anything except for preach, and um, we did English classes. We, we taught the kids English every day. We had an hour of English lessons. We did all sorts, like, um like um, Hangman, except we had to modify Hangman a little bit because we thought culturally that's very inappropriate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was called the smiley face game. (laughs) Um, So we each got to share one or two sermons um, in each session. And for me, the sermon that I shared was the very first time I've ever written and shared a sermon before, so that was a big stretching experience for me. Um, And I was able to talk on friendship and, um, like, the importance of having good friends and the importance of seeing God as a friend who we can talk to all the time because I think a lot of them haven't had good, um, like, Christian upbringings and good Bible upbringings and don't really understand that God is someone who's our friend as well as someone who, you know, protects us and we can talk to. So I used that... um, as my as my topic and I also got a good response in the altar call. Uh, most of the kids in the session came up for prayer which I was really thankful for and um, I was then challenged again to pray for all of these kids individually and out loud and um, I'm not, like I, I, I pray but I'm not great at praying out loud in front of people. I get, like I don't really like talking in front of people either so this is also a challenge for me this morning <laughs> Um, but yeah, God met me, met me in that moment and he just basically told, gave me exactly what I needed to pray for each kid, each child. And, um, yeah, and they all looked so blessed after, after those sessions. So it was amazing. Um... Also, one of the photos that we were shown before um, was, yeah, just how they treated us at the conference. They basically treated us as if we were royalty. Like they, they um, gave the kids rice and pork and they gave us like ch- chili pork and um, fried rice and soup, like soups and curries and like all these amazing, amazing Thai food and they they made us sit in a separate area to the kids which i actually didn't really enjoy i wanted to sit with the kids but like i guess um it sort of was showing like they they respected us so much and like they um were so thankful that we were there for them that they treated us as if we were royalty and it was just amazing and such a blessing to us because we didn't deserve it at all um and we were happy with just rice a lot of us would have been happy with just rice because <laughs> of all the dietary requirements. Um, <laughs> okay. We also we also had sport afternoons. So every day after English class, um, we would do sport for, I think it was about two hours. It was volleyball and soccer. Their soccer is incredible. Um, we just are not good enough. Like, they're so amazing at soccer. So we, we kind of watched mostly, <laughs> like... Embarrassing, um, yeah. So, did soccer? Uh, did skipping? Me, Laura, and Hannah did skipping with the girls um, every day, which was really fun. We taught them some skipping games. So, so just a significant, well, kind of significant story, but I mean, just part of Thailand um, and the conference was our. On the Friday, so the second full day, um, the king of Thailand passed away. You've probably all heard about it here, um, which is quite a historical event. And in Thailand, it's actually a crime to talk about the royal family in public, Um, even good stuff. Like, you just kind of don't go there at all because they're just considered, like, so sacred in that country that you just don't... Like, nothing is ever published in the newspapers or anything. So we... kind of like okay well this is interesting this puts a spanner in the works (laughs) Um, because normally um, they have to go into a year of mourning now so Thai people have to wear black for the next year um, and they have to be in mourning and for three days after that happened um, no entertainment was allowed for three days no public servants no workers unless it's like an essential like in a hospital or a um, like uh, you know the police or something like unless like something like that was happening like no one could work for three or four days you had to just be at home and just mourn the king so we were thinking that this would stop the conference because um, technically that's well the singing and stuff is i guess considered entertainment and the games and the sport is entertainment and we just were expecting a conference to end but it didn't um god had other plans and it didn't end Um, However, on the morning of, on the Friday morning, um, I think me and Laura were just up teaching an English song, and three police officers walk into the room, and I was just like, "Oh no! This is how it ends. We're going to get arrested and end up in a Thai jail, just like Bridget Jones. (laughs) Oh no!" (laughs) Um, And I completely freaked out. I was like. I didn't sign up for this, God. I'm like, look, you've you've stretched me, but not this is too much. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so I looked at Laura and I was just like, uh, do we stop? Like, what what do we do? And we both just had that awkward moment of like, um. And the police officers are so intimidating over there. Like, they come in like with these like, like all black tight uniforms and like the guns here and like so intimidate intimidating staring us no smiling no laughing nothing so scary and and so I kind of froze and then they sit down and start watching us to get out their notebooks and I was like oh no they're taking notes oh no (laughs) it's just getting worse and worse um anyway it turns out they're only here to talk about drugs so, they, one of the police officers apparently was a friend of Montree, who um, is one of the house parents at the children's home in Chengdao, and apparently he had arranged it th- that the night before um, for, th- for three of them to come and talk about drugs for an hour, and he didn't tell us this, so we freaked out for no reason, um, yeah, and... And it was all in Thai. No one translated for us. So we're sitting here awkwardly for an hour. Like, what are they saying? Like, what's taking so long? Because we were just keen to kind of get on with the day and do some more English teaching. Um, And then, yeah, after that, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just talking about drugs. And I was like, but you just say, like, don't do drugs. They're bad. Like, how does it take an hour? And I just couldn't work out what was taking so long. And I was just, I guess I was just tired and a bit over it at that point. Um... Anyway, so basically, um, hold on. Um, yeah, so basically, I guess the point of that story is, um, by all of you praying for us the whole time, um, God had his own agenda, and even though we were kind of breaking the Thai law by still having the conference when the king died, um, Nothing happened. we were fine, and um, the conference went on as it had planned, and um, the kids got more touch that day and yeah, it was great so I, as Laura already said, thank you all so much for your press support over the par- over the two weeks we were away. Um, we felt it in so many so many ways and in visual ways as well, like there was one moment i 'm nearly finished there was one moment um, when um, we were at the um, Jerry Homes, the first home we were at when that was a poorer home, the poorest one that we saw and we were just playing What's the Time Mr. Wolf with the kids and up like in the sky we just saw, like there was a cloud and then just a rainbow and it hadn't been raining or like there was no floods or anything but there was just, we all saw it and we all just stopped and were like wow like that's, that's God right there saying like you guys, he's like I'm walking with you every single minute of this trip. So that's because you guys have been praying for us. So thank you so much for all your press support. Um, we really, really felt it. And I'm now handing over to Hannah.
4: Hello, everyone. Uh, <laughs> so my name's Hannah in case I'm sure a lot of you don't know who i am and i don't know who you are Um, but um i just want to start by saying thank you and yes thank you for your prayers and um the generous donations that you gave that we could bless the kids with and we're just so amazed um like i know that we could bless those kids but they have really felt i think they blessed each and every one of us um so i want to start by talking a little bit about the thai culture Um, It's always very interesting travelling overseas and experiencing a different culture, what's different and what's kind of similar. Um, So we had a great introduction from the Fetchners on on our first day. Um, They have learned so much and sometimes they've had to unfortunately learn the hard way over the 17 years that they've been there. Um, So we learnt that, I'm sure some of you are aware, that um, saving face is very important and sometimes that could mean that lying was a better option than telling someone no um we could see this i was hoping we had some examples maybe um dave has some pictures but there's some there were some signs that were put up that were just kind of ridiculously wrong like they didn't mean to sound wrong but they were like if only they um made the effort to um get some help with their english their signs would be perfect um so something that i personally struggled with is um, I'm celiac, so I'm gluten-free. I'm sure there's some of us in here who are gluten-free as well. Um, and so I was really worried with God because it's not an easy allergy to have and I don't get very nice reactions when I eat it. Um, so uh, Raylene um, translated for me gluten-free in in Thai and she said, they probably still won't understand you. I'm like, awesome. Um, <laughs> and so... We would go to a lot of stores and Laura and Dave were absolutely amazing. Everyone was amazing making sure I could eat something and, you know, maybe because I do get hangry when I'm hungry hungry as well. Um, So we would use... I'd use that translation or ask, no gluten. And they'd be like, like, what? So maybe it must be quite a white thing. um, So they think it's not really heard of over there. So the big thing is... um, as you may know, soy, soy sauce can contain wheat and soy sauce is their staple food. Um, so it's a great thing, but not if you're allergic to it. Um, but praise God, like I actually did have quite a bit of gluten over there and I was completely fine. Um, so that's absolutely amazing in itself that he really was, had his hand over us and was protecting us. And um, so I thought that was something quite significant. Um, an event and yeah, so speaking about the conference in Chengdao, um, Montree's wife, can't remember her name, Super, uh, an amazing woman, and I know the church supports her and Montree. Um, so she cooked for us, and I had gluten-free. So it was just um, vegetables and stuff cooked in oil, and I was like, thank you so much. And, and I think that just shows as well she didn't have to do that, and I think we were just at that stage where we were like, rice would be fine anything like just you know we're not going to be fast just some food and they really blessed us like it was really cool that they bothered to do that for us like it wasn't something we're expecting um another example too is the some of the teenage girls from um the from bridgeworks uh we went out and bought them some just some nice lady things that they just you know can't always treat themselves to. We had a really great shopping experience and it was really hard for them to make them buy things. I think we are like no you can do it. It's fine and they were very very grateful. Um, and we walked through like a lot of the market stalls. And I was very excited to see something made of tapioca flour. Um, so I was like, wow, that's amazing. It looks like an amazing dessert. And I was going on about it, because I don't know, maybe I sleep deprived. I was a bit crazy. Um, and the girls actually bought some for me. And I just think, you know, why are you doing that? <laughs> you know, I, I want to buy you something, but they still continue to bless and give back to us. And I think that was something that happened throughout our whole experience. Um, and another thing too with food. I don't. I guess I'm focusing on food, but that's part of you know different culture, different food. Um, so another thing I felt I think we'll be convicted with as well. We're quite hesitant to have some different food because you hear about it you know doctors say you need to avoid the water you need to be careful what you eat you can get really sick you can die you know all these things and you try not to because you know you've got to rely on god and trust that he will you know he will look after us and um i remember speaking to sophie i think i think Montre's wife gave us some grapes to eat and you know she was like i don't know because it's been washed in water and we'd had we um, worked really hard to avoid the tap water um, and, you know, I said, I think it, you know, God says, you know, when we're on a mission, mission trip, you eat with the people, you eat their food and you live like them. And and she was, yeah, we we're both like, well, that's that's true. So we've got to trust God in that. And the grapes were amazing and we were fine. So praise God. Um, uh, sorry. And another thing that I find funny, just something quite opposite in Thai culture around food it's uh, you start with li- less on your plate, so you have only little bits on your plate. And I'm like, well, that's quite funny. It's quite opposite here. If someone only takes a little bit of your food, it can be a little bit rude, can't it? Um, so, and of course, there was lots of chilli. I know Daniel and Dave were, you know, brave in trying the chilli. I know I didn't, especially in this hot weather. Um, the kids found it hilarious whenever we'd eat chilli, they thought it was so funny. They were just eating chilli straight a lot of the girls they told us because they grew up as we know quite poor and they didn't have much food so they grew up on chili like who grows up on chili and you know and I just thought that was amazing you know I think that's in a way God's blessed that because they can cope with heat and I don't know you know (laughs) there's got to be something good out of that um and yeah so even though it was hard to hear some of the stories and some of the things these kids have been through you can see that God has given them such resilience and strength, something that I was just so convicted by myself, like Sophie previously mentioned. You know, it can be really easy to forget how lucky you are or why we go through hard things. And I do believe God, for each and every one of us, puts us through these things um, to glorify him. and, And it's such a blessing because you have such strength and you can just get through things you never thought you could and that was actually the title of my sermon that the lord is our strength and through him we can do those things that we never thought we could and these kids i just was mind blown you know they were just grateful amazing at soccer amazing at any sport that they play i just imagine if they had the opportunities they could be olympians um so i just want to finish off with an example of how tough these kids are. So um, Sophie mentioned that we played skipping rope with them. So we cut up some rope for the kids thinking this would be awesome, skipping rope is always so much fun. Um, And we left a bag outside of the conference and there was a soccer ball in there and some other things. And the kids obviously took the soccer ball and were playing soccer. And we couldn't find the rope. And so Laura and I were like, no, like we really wanted to play skipping rope with them. Um, and so we looked around and even Montre was like, oh, maybe I'll just go get you some more rope. And then we saw, mind you, some of these kids are about five. So like, you know, five to 14 maybe, like tiny little kids. They had set up a volleyball net for us so they could play volleyball with that rope. Like, How dare you be just so resourceful? You know, like it's just, that was just an epitome of what they were like. Just amazing, strong characters. And yeah, so it was just an amazing trip. And if God wants me to go back there again, I'm more than happy to go. And um, just, yeah, the kids are absolutely amazing. And thank you so much for your support. (laughs) I'll now pass it on to Daniel.
5: Cool, I'll be um, kind of quick, so know it's uh, getting a little on in time. Um, I guess I want to talk really quickly just about the I guess the faith journey that um, I personally experienced over there. Um, I know I arrived on the first day and I believe I went out to the children's home and we did, did some very kind of, at the time, I wasn't really quite sure what to expect when I arrived cause my first mission trip overseas and I was like, is there going to be like big lights in the sky? What's going to happen? Uh, and I remember thinking, I like, wow, it's really, it's really quite mundane. Like it's kind of there, we hang out with the kids. It was, it was excellent, but it was kind of just normal, normal life type stuff. Um, and then I think it was the very next day uh, we arrived out at the children's home and there was a car accident that happened uh, only moments before we arrived. And I went, oh, wow, this is quite less fun day now. <laughs> uh, and it was actually quite an um, experience. We were able to kind of, um, I'm sure some of you may have heard, we were able to have kind of assist with the um, the young man who was injured um, and, you know, just able to be there and then pray and that sort of thing as well. It was, quite, I it was quite encouraging that way just to be there. And we heard later on in the trip that he was actually... Recovering in hospital, he'd been through surgery, and um, a relative came up to the home and thanked um, us for helping and, and that sort of thing as well. Uh, and then, I guess, the, the other thing that was quite encouraging as well was that I be- believe that a lot of what we did over there was quite impactful. And uh, that came out in I believe one of the photos that may have come and Sophie mentioned as well. Uh, when we we're at one of the young children home there was this amazing cloud that kind of came out, and this rainbow appeared in this cloud and the, the photo is not quite zoomed in so you can't really see it on the projector screen when it came up but it was really quite a impactful. everyone like everyone stopped and you looked around you could see this actually a photo somewhere everyone looking up at this cloud going wow like it's really bizarre it was really uh, quite a, a powerful thing i thought and it really spoke to that uh what was happening was uh, more than just uh what you might see in the, the mundane Is you putting in quotation marks it was actually quite impactful for them personally as the kids and the spiritual impact we had over there as well. Um, I also went to uh, Israel as well, as some of you may know. Uh, And I was uh, quite impacted there as well by God's faithfulness. I literally had no plan for Israel. I had the flights booked. uh, And on the flight um, from Turkey to Tel Aviv, a person sat next to me and I said, hey, how can I get from the airport to Jerusalem? Uh, And they gave me directions on how to get there because it was a public holiday. Of course, no public transport was running. Um, So God was like, Coming in like, right, sometimes at the last moment, I felt, but uh, there were a few things, and there was actually a few times when, you know, I met up. There was divine encounters that haven't worked got to too many detail because they were at the time. But um, the one thing I will mention from Israel me well is that um, I'd wanted to buy a sofa when I was over there. It's one of the one thing I really wanted to get. Uh, and one day I, w- I was looking at them and um, wasn't quite sure I've had enough money sort sort of thing for it. And God's like just wait for the last day. And I was like, oh god, great idea. Wait for the last day. I'll know if I have any money left. Uh, It'll be all good. Uh, And sure enough, the last day comes around. I'm like, God, I I don't have enough money for this chauffeur. Like, they're quite expensive. Um, I was like, oh, God, God, don't worry about it. You know, next time I come to Israel, i will be fine. I'll come get it. I'll get it then. Uh, Sure enough, I was at a conference and someone walks up to me and says, hey, this is from God for you and hands me this chauffeur. Uh, You know, how good is God that he knew that what was on my heart and he told me to wait for the last day knowing that I wouldn't have the money to even buy it and he actually had it already sorted. It was already pre-planned. So that was pretty uh, amazing as well. I was pretty encouraged by that. Cool. Get you talking as well. When I was
6: praying about what to talk about, God gave me something slightly different. I've got a full message which I obviously can't give, but what I'd like to do is uh, offer to come to each of the home groups and take you through the message that I was going to share, because um, it's a full message, probably forty-five minutes, on the ministry that Dominic and Raylene are currently um, running in Thailand. That the um, the passage that God gave me was Romans five one to five, which is a passage about um, suffering brings endurance, which brings character, which brings hope, <coughs> and that's the journey that uh, Dominic and Raylene themselves have been on over in thailand they've been through some really tough times but they've hung in there and persevered and god has really blessed them Um, it's also the journey that they are taking each of their young people on with them Um, each of the young people that they have in the home uh, come from very difficult backgrounds very quickly Um, in thailand in the region that they're in not everybody but a lot of people if they are in a relationship and have children and the relationship breaks down and they then form a new relationship, the children are simply ditched. (coughs) That might be sold as um, slaves or as domestic servants or into the sex trafficking industry or they might be foisted on relatives um, who often can't look after them because it's generally grandparents or they're literally left on the street. So that's the story of every one of the children that Dominic and Raylene are caring for. There are thousands of orphanages in Thailand and that is why. So it's a a culture of orphans. Um, And that's the background for each of these children. Um, So you can understand rejection is huge. They've been there 17 years and what I was gonna do was take you through what they've been doing and what their ministry means and what our support for them means. So I'm gonna do that really quickly. Um, And obviously if you want the full version, I'd love to come and chat. all the home groups um, Dominic and Raylene basically have 14 young people in their house um, and it's their home so they're not like house parents where they just sort of look after the kids and don't have much involvement each one of them they treat as a child they oh, there's 15 now 15 <laughs> sorry I was just thinking 15 um, they basically mentor them they're both amazing mentors they're very gentle And they're very uh, encouraging. Uh, When Jesus called the disciples, he called them from the beach and spent three years walking with them day by day teaching them. That's exactly what Dominic and Raylene do. That's the ministry that we've sown into. Um, And they take them from being very, very damaged in some cases. One of the boys that you saw the photo of that Dave was unable to talk about, he was sold when he was five as a domestic slave and he basically was worked to the bone and provided with one bowl of rice a day. And when he was physically unable to support the family anymore that he was working for, um, they got rid of him and Dominic and Raylene found him. They put 18 months of medical care into him um, and managed to get his his physical state back to an acceptable standard. But that lack of food had a massive impact on that boy's development. So he has development issues. Um, That's just one example. There's a whole lot of examples. We could go through each one of those young people. Um, They're basically Jesus for these people um, on a day-to-day basis. And they're taking them through the journey from suffering and giving them some hope. And pouring the love of God into them. And we saw that in their faces. And each one of them will be um, supported to finish year 12, which is a big thing in Thailand. Um, Most of the orphanages slash homes kick their children out at year nine because they're teenagers and they're too hard to deal with. So Dominic and Raylene's vision is to take them at year nine and take them through those hard years Um, and that's what they're now doing. It's taken them a few years to get to this point but that's what they're doing. They're starting to build a home in December which will house 28 young people so they'll double the size that they've got. Um, This is the group of some of the people who are in the home and there is a joy in most of them that can only come from the Lord given their circumstances. Very, very sad um, what they've been through but amazing to see what God can do um, and amazing to see the resilience of Dominic and Raylene uh, of what they've, what they've done. So they have a home. If you could just shoot to the slide, David, of, their, uh, of the first house I just, that's Dominic just being a mentor to us. Just go to the, that, no, no, go back to the, um, what's the home called, the Jerry home. This, yeah. So this is another orphanage that Dominic and Raylene support. So apart from having their own children, who are older teenagers, they also have contacts with a lot of other homes and orphanages. This is one room which is quite small, 18 girls live in that room. <coughs> There's one shower and one toilet for 28 kids. Um, and the house parents have a lovely room because they siphon off the resources and the money. Um, so if we could now jump to Raylene and Dominic's house just to give you a contrast. This is their home. It's Western Standard. All the kids have their own bed with a proper bed frame. Uh, there's two or three to a room. They all have a bit of space. There's a big dining area to the right hand side is sort of a TV area. There's a little computer area so they can all do their assignments on computers. There's a kitchen out the back. All the kids are taught a whole range of skills. So they all participate in cleaning, washing, cooking, and they do it joyfully. That was a huge contrast, I noticed, with Australian teenagers. Um, Because they realise that they are blessed. They are so blessed. Um, They are given skills. All of them, if they want, get the opportunity to go to university, tech, college, post-tertiary. And Dominic and Raylene mentor them through that process um, and that gives them a hope most of the people they have are from the Latu, lahu tribe there is one girl from the Aka tribe um, they're all hill tribes so they're denied a whole lot of opportunities normally entire society but dominic and raylene are trying to open those doors for them um, so it literally is a transformational ministry that each one of you is sowing into and is making a huge difference in not just the 14 young people's lives, but we actually gave prophetic words to each one of those people. And some of those prophetic words were pretty amazing, um, talking about leadership and changing society and things like that. Um, So the last part of Romans 1.5 talks about hope and the love of God and the joy that um, God puts in us. If we can just go to the last slide, I think. (coughs) So... This is Or and Yui, who are two, the two oldest people in their house. They're married. <coughs> They're about 25-ish. Yep. <coughs> um, they've known Or since he was about seven. And they've sewed into his life for 17 years. Um, and Dominic is mentoring him and he's already committed to staying with Bridgeworks and continuing on the ministry. Um, Yui is, is an amazing lady. She's just got the heart for the Lord that you would not believe. Just amazing. Um, so they're the hope and they're the future for this particular ministry at the moment, apart from us, obviously. Um, that's just to give you a very small snippet of what they're doing on our behalf. Um, I'd love to come and be able to take you through the journey that, that I learnt and, and the message that God's put on my heart. But that gives you a snippet of um, what we saw and what we witnessed, um, they're gentle and they're kind, um, and they go out of their way to give learning opportunities. A quick example is Gunlayer is about 19, 20, and she's just learning to drive, and so the ute was in the driveway the wrong way, and Dominic wanted it facing engine out so he could load it up at the back, and it would have taken him about 10 seconds to reverse it, but he said to Gunlayer, "Would you do it for me?" And so she got in and did a fifteen to twenty point turn, and um, had the ute facing out the driveway. But when she got out of that cab, the joy and the beaming on her face was unbelievable and that 's the mentoring, and that 's the way they they lead their young people, they give them the opportunities, and if they make mistakes, which they all do there 's no jumping and yelling, and it 's just a quiet leading and saying, okay, how could we have done that differently? What might we do next time? Um, So for those of you who don't know much about Dominic and Raylene, that's what they're doing. That's the ministry that we support. Um, And from my perspective, it was really amazing. It was quite life-changing to see what they're doing. Um, And an idea that popped into my head during worship was, if you're interested, there are 14 young people in that house and I'd love to sit down and organise sponsorship for each one of those 14 from people in the church because you can actually go on a mission trip and meet the people that you're supporting, whereas with compassion or with somebody else, that's not necessarily possible. Um, So that's something I'll talk to Andy and co about, but if you're interested, let me know. I'd love to coordinate and organise that because I can see that it will make a difference. The money that we're providing already is making a huge difference. It's transformed 14 people's lives and there's one young girl who's about to start that journey. Um, So if you have a vision or a dream that God has put on your heart that has taken a while to come to fruition or is sort of lying dusty in the cobwebs, um, I'd really encourage you this morning to come out and get some prayer because God can restore and redeem that. Raylene and Dominic had this vision and it's taken them over 10 years to get to the point where they felt they could start working on it. Hasn't come to fruition yet but they're still there. So if there's anyone who's got a dream that's fallen by the wayside or a vision that is just not really going anywhere when we have prayer at the end please come forward and we'd love to pray for you.
0: (coughs) I know we've gone a little bit over time. It's Very hard to condense two weeks of adventure, isn't it, into a message. Can we stand? We're just going to close in prayer. There is a slightly longer version of kit sharing from the earlier service, so we can put both podcasts up if you're interested in hearing a more detailed version. Let's pray. Father, it's been good to be able to gather, to worship you, to celebrate all that uh, you are, all that you've done for us and particularly to hear from the Thailand team. Lord, we pray that all that they've been able to do and be a part of would be just the beginning, just the initial seeds of the harvest that you desire to bring forth in the lives of the young people they've ministered to, and even in their own lives. May this be the beginning of all that you have for them as individuals as well. We pray. We thank you. Lord, for what you've done in each of us this morning, and may we go forth from this place this morning with a sense of our God who is with us always. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.